UFO sightings, congressional hearings, government whistleblowers. While some of us have been encouraged by the apparent proof of extraterrestrials in the news recently, others have pointed to the information as evidence for a government propaganda campaign. These staunch believers say that the UFOs are only one step in an evil group's dastardly plan for world domination. Does this theory need to be beamed up and out of our world? This week's episode is Project Bluebeam. Fills with dread, probably a murderer who wants you dead. It could be a ghost, a demon, or worse. Perhaps you're the victim of a witch's curse. It's hopeless, you're doomed. You'd call a priest if you could. You'd rather just listen to who? Sinisterhood. I'm gonna kill you. Well. One person's good news is someone else's conspiracy theory <laughs> every time. It's like, we found aliens. Really? Are they? Are they holograms that the government's putting <laughs> into space? Damn it. We were this close, this close to having Independence Day, which apparently is part of the conspiracy I'm learning from this. If this we're this close to having Independence Day, I would like to take a vacation. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to not be here when that occurs. And by vacation, I mean go to outer space because i don't know where would be safe (laughs) i'll switch we can swap i don't want to be here (laughs) for sure yeah all this stuff's coming out and you're like this is too this is unreal watching like news nation or the congressional hearings just like this is unbelievable and there's always a guy running up behind you going yeah yeah you know why it's unbelievable because it's the government it's Mm -hmm. a new world order (laughs) i got some opinions i'm stoked and i'm gonna (laughs) save them for the end all right but i think i figured it out I figured you probably would. <laughs> I think I got a handle on it. I'm telling you, if the conspiracy theory, if you think it's airtight, present it to Christy Wallace. And she'd be like, for the following reasons, oh, no. Contrary <laughs> to what you might think, I'm on the other side of things. She's believing it? Oh, I don't I don't believe all of it, but I think there's something going on. I don't think that the government releases, voluntarily releases information unless there's an agenda unless it benefits unless it benefits is the perfect way to put it because otherwise right. why now is always the question i have right why now why uh in this manner in such an official manner versus like a leak or something Interesting. yeah and also you got to look at what else is going on in the world that they might want to distract you from that's true. <laughs> they want to distract you. The ta- the tinfoil hat is on the other head. It, <laughs> when it comes to this kind of stuff, I do tend to go tinfoil hat. Yeah, more believing that the government's hiding stuff, which is not a an unreasonable thing to to think because they've hidden a lot of stuff a lot for a lot of years in a lot of different areas. The documentary that we have been watching has really fucked me up. Oh yeah, we can. Yeah, that, we'll bring it all together with that at the end. <laughs> We're watching a docu-series. We'll, we'll talk about it at the end. But if you're part of the family, you know what we mean. Watch out. <laughs> and we're not talking about Olive Garden when you're here, your family. It's a different <laughs> no. family. But if you're in that if you're in that cult, let me know because I'll try to join. <laughs> or we're not talking about Mama's family. But if you're in that cult, I would also like to join. <laughs> They're like, get out of here. Get in my I such a good loved show. Slash currently love Mama's Family. Like, I loved watching that growing up. 
If you can download it to like uh, your phone or someone watch on the plane, oh. everyone's watching like recent show movies <laughs> like, and shows. It's like is that watch- woman watching Mama's Family. The woman in Twelve C will not stop laughing so loud, and she's shaking my chair. She spilled my soda all over me oh. because she laughs. So Real hard. story. I on the way back from L.A. last week after the Eras tour, I'm napping she's in my asleep. seat. All of a sudden. My lap is doused in a full can of Diet Coke. And I opened my eyes and the man in front of me had violently sat down so hard that my, because I had my tray out with my Coke on it, he just knocked the whole thing and went everywhere. Tommy, you, everybody jumped to, to action. The woman next to Tommy was handing napkins. It was all over the fucking place. It was one of the most startling ways I've ever been woken up. Because <laughs> I knew you were sleeping soundly and just suddenly there was liquid everywhere. And I <laughs> thought that the person behind you was standing up with a soda because I saw him go from standing to sitting. But he plopped with such a force that <sighs> it just – I jumped up and just did a beeline to you the did. bathroom and just grabbed <laughs> So clutch was that move. <laughs> just like head down straight to the back. Like, excuse me, please. Pardon me. Pardon me. Excuse me. It was like there's in the event of an emergency. Yeah. It, didn't, it didn't hurt that we're in the exit row. I'm like, there's an emergency in the exit row. I got to get back. They're like, ma'am, what? <laughs> My best friend has, she's doused in Diet Coke. It's all over her bag. She's drenched. You don't know what it's like up there. Oh, man. He yeah. So just a PSA. Didn't even notice. Just, didn't even no, notice all, all the commotion behind him. Never he, once turned around to see what he had done. For a million dollars, can you guess what book you read? And if you saw it, you can't guess. I I did not see it. But I feel like based on uh, him and his partner that was there, I'm going to say it was something to do with history or the life and times of George R.R. Martin. (laughs) <laughs> or isn't that his name yes yeah, yeah. Game of Thrones, or yeah. like lord of the rings behind the curtain it, it had to have been something like <laughs> gaming related or just yeah something kind of you know in that realm am i wrong it, or am i right it was in fact the year 2000 or 2001's house of leaves which we recently oh. discussed with the twist had ups. i known that i would have struck up a conversation with him because i have always wanted to read that book Tommy said it's, I think, the scariest book he's read. My brother's also read it. But it is like, that is, that's a choice to take that book on a plane. Because right? it comes with a lot of shit you, you got to keep inside. Maybe so. he was like, I can't even understand this fucking chapter and then sits down. So really it's House of Leaves' fault that well, destroyed you. Isn't it though? Well, Who amongst us hasn't gotten soaking wet because of House of Leaves on an airplane? <laughs> You're just one of many. This is the second time I have been asleep on a plane and woken up because liquid has been, has (laughs) fallen all over me. I did it to myself the first time when I fell asleep and my head hit my tray and tomato juice went everywhere. Tomato juice. You were juiced by your own hand. But this time it was, you were an innocent. Well, speaking of flights, we're about to, we, by the time you all hear this, today is Wednesday, August 7th, 16th, if you're listening to it in real time. We will be on the very last leg of our tour, and we will have flown and made our way to Columbus, Ohio. So if you're listening August 16th, and you're in Columbus or in the region, get there, and let's have a party tonight at the Funny Bone. And tomorrow night, August 17th, we're going to be in Pittsburgh at the City Winery. So get on down. Get on down to the Getting Down store. 
That is Tommy Lee Brown original that he's said for probably the duration of our relationship before. He made that up probably before I even came around. It's so good. We'll get on down to the getting down story the 16th and the 17th. We got laughs, jokes, conspiracies, moons, and a corn skull we'll let you touch if you're good. If you're good. You get to touch the skulls if you're real good. You could touch my veggie skulls. Uh, Go to (laughs) sinisterhood.com slash live shows. And uh, we'll see you on the road. Maybe the road to rapture. Uh Is it coming? This is all kind of tied into, you know, moon stuff, UFOs, Mm -hmm. space. Shit in the sky. Shit in the sky. (laughs) Just shit in the sky. Project Blue Beam. Shit in the sky. Project Shit in the Sky is, we should just rename it that. (laughs) Got a lot of talk about and got a lot of hot takes on this one. So, so many. I'm Christy. I'm Heather. And let's get into it. It seemed unbelievable. In the summer of 2023, a whistleblower came forward with an outrageous claim. The Pentagon is covering up a UFO retrieval program. It was possible. We could be on the verge of government confirmation that aliens are real. Congress held hearings. Florida Representative Matt Gates said on the record that he saw photos of a UAP incident that he could not attribute to humans. Seemingly overnight, elected officials, reputable news organizations, and everyday social media users were discussing extraterrestrial and UFO incidents with a sincerity and gravity like never before. For longtime believers in the phenomenon, it seemed promising. Finally, they hoped we would all receive confirmation of what they have suspected all along. We are not alone in the universe. However, some folks on TikTok, Facebook, and other web forums warned that the sudden official government acknowledgement of creatures and spaceships from outer space were part of a plot by the New World Order to take over the world. And that's when it all, it's always the New World Order and never the wrestling New World Order. It's the (laughs) cabal New World Order. I think from watching The Family. Yes. Which is, if you have not seen it, I know a lot of our patrons, I've seen them post about how just jaw-dropping it is. It's unbelievable. The amount of times I have paused what we are watching to ask Tommy and Heather, is this for real? Like, do people believe this? To the point that when we watched another episode last (laughs) night, Tommy beforehand said, if you stop this again to ask if this is real, I'm walking out of the house. (laughs) God damn, I'll sit here in silence. But it is so unbelievable to think that evangelical Christianity is basically what all of our government is founded on Mm -hmm. to this day. 50s to present yes. yeah like they started infiltrating a little bit after world war ii and have made it kind of a mission to do that to call its tentacles essentially they mm-hmm. said they want to have it in a prayer breakfast in dc in every country in every state i mean have that that type of power and they're in the ears of every major politician they decide mm-hmm. who is going to be elected it's all it's all planned it's there's a yes. mastermind behind all of it Which leads me to my declaration that the New World Order is evangelical Christianity. 
And it is. And and when you says we get into what does it mean when the conspiracy theorist says it? Spoiler alert: Jews. They mean anti-Semitic, mm-hmm. very terrible things. Which there's not any evidence for that. Whereas, like with the family. There's that's why you kept being like, is this real? How are there recordings of this? Or there's documents going back and forth. Uh, there's meetings, people speaking on the record. There's such a wealth of evidence that it is being run by a secret cabal of evangelical Christians versus this kind of lie that's been perpetuated for the past about 100 years that like, oh, they're controlling the media. They're controlling money. Kind of these anti-Semitic tropes. Really, that's come true in about the last 50 years, but not it's not the Jewish people that no. are doing it. It is evangelical Christians, yes. certainly. In that very hard extreme, we're using religion as a weapon in yes. politics. Weaponizing yeah. God, weaponizing religion. They do control the media and and politics and everything. They're just what what they're accusing people of is what they're doing and i think it's yes. a disinformation campaign to say well it's the jewish people when you know good and goddamn well it's not it's yourself right. but right under their beliefs like tommy can, kept saying to me was they think they are doing what they're supposed to do and that's how they justify everything that they do you say I'm uh, ordained by God to be successful. That's why I'm rich. Mm-hmm. I'm rich not because of uh, generational wealth or privilege or what. It's I am rich because God wanted me to be, and you're poor because God didn't want you to have money. And he he sorry. Yeah, it's just divination. Like God said so. And with that, you absolve yourself of all mm-hmm. accountability. For real. In 1994, Serge Manast published the book Project Bluebeam. Manast was a Canadian investigative journalist, poet, and essayist, according to his official biography. He has also been called a conspiracy theorist for his propagation of several unsubstantiated theories like Project Bluebeam. Biography in his book states that just a year after publication, Manast said he was being hunted by the police and authorities for involvement in networks of prohibited information. Manast, who founded the International Free Press Agency in the early 90s, claimed in his book, NASA, with the help of the United Nations, is attempting to implement a New Age religion with the Antichrist at its head and start a new world order via a technologically simulated second coming of Christ. He, um, I, I really like that if you can't find a publisher for your book, you just create your own, yeah. and he did. Yeah. It's a free press agency. They're like, well, uh, you don't want to publish it? That's fine. I'll just make my own press, printing press, and I can publish whatever I want. And that he right? did. Right. In the 90s, you didn't have just like the uh, Amazon Kindle direct publishing where kind of anybody could Mm -hmm. upload anything to it. So he was like, I am officially like published as an author. And you're like, this book doesn't have any citations in it. (laughs) It's also 16 pages, I believe. razor thin. You ordered it thinking you were going to get like a book and then it came and it's more like a zine. It's it's very small. Project Bluebeam is a scene. It is, though. <laughs> it is. The amount of stuff that's been extrapolated from such little substance, is, yeah. it's mind-boggling. Well, and people think that Project Bluebeam came from, like, the Philadelphia Experiment, which we discuss in mm-hmm. episode 88 of our episodes of the Montauk Project. So it's kind of like all of this stuff was leading up to this with examples of in- uh, politics, you know, people coming out and speaking like, yeah, we, the government knows that there's alien life and stuff out there. And then suddenly that person doesn't work for the government anymore. Or suddenly <laughs> that person 
just disappears. We don't hear from them. Or they're um, maybe like a former blank, you know, a former naval officer, a former FBI agent, and then they go out on a speaking tour and you see them you know, talk about extraterrestrials and then they, their reputation kind of falls mm-hmm. and it's like, well, were they lying or is it a disinformation campaign? Cause you, you know, people, they wasn't re- time for the information of the aliens to come out. Yet. I guess not. Sinisterhood will be right back. Manasse broke down Project Bluebeam into four distinct steps. Step one involves engineered earthquakes and hoax discoveries. Manasse wrote that this will include. Reevaluation of all archaeological knowledge, artificial earthquakes, new so-called discoveries, etc. Manas believed that NASA and the UN would develop technology that would allow them to set off earthquakes on demand. A key part of the earthquakes would be their location, hitting in parts of the world where scientific and archaeological teachings have indicated that arcane mysteries have been buried. That's quite a little toy you got if you can just push a button and an earthquake goes off on the other <laughs> side of the world. I say on the other side of the world, normally it's closer. Like in North Texas, it's fracking. So yeah. you set it off and we just have an earthquake. By the way, they just uh, approved some more fracking for Arlington. So if you're at a concert and the ground shakes, it might not be the base of uh, the oh. Beyonce playing at the, her speakers playing at AT&T Stadium. It might be some new fracking that they Great. just approved in May. Yeah. So stuff like that. You see people online go, we have more earthquakes now than we've ever had in the past. And I'm like, well, we weren't shoving a straw down the middle of the earth, taking a big old suck out. Mm-hmm. either things have begun to shift <laughs> because of us also global warming just yeah. uh, time in general like you know the more time we have on this planet the more things kind of culminate and start shift happening around. yeah and the earth's like boiling at this point so i'm sure the ground's like i'm getting the fuck out the ground needs some <laughs> Too hot air it's so hot down there they're it's just like, trying to get to the surface get a breath the, the ground's just pushing its back off all the lava like oh it's so fucking hot i can't ah, i gotta get yeah up. the ground's just it's, trying to like crack its back and get a little like elbow room and unfortunately it earthquake mm-hmm. it cannot the quakes were meant to set the stage for archaeologists to unearth new information about ancient religions but according to manast the information would be false The intent is to have all nations believe their religious doctrines have been misunderstood for centuries and misinterpreted. Specifically, Manasse wrote, they want to destroy the beliefs of all Christians and Muslims on the planet. And that's my first inkling that (laughs) they maybe means uh, anybody who practices Judaism or who has Jewish ancestry and lineage, because notice it didn't say all religions like Judaism, Christianity and Islam, it's like, they want to destroy yeah. the Christians. Yeah. Anytime you use the word they to describe a group is usually not a good good look. No, usually it's othering folks, mm-hmm. which, and, and when you kind of, that's the wild part about people sharing this stuff on TikTok or sharing it on Facebook is not understanding that it is rooted in that mm-hmm. lore from years ago. Yeah, same with like, you know, I mean, people joke about lizard people and all of that, but when you look into... Where that term came from, it's the very same thing. It's all anti-Semitic. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Manas believed that the NWO was already working on indoctrination via the TV series Star Trek and the films 2001, A Space Odyssey, and Independence Day because... All of these deal with invasions from space and the coming together of all nations to repel the invaders. 
Well, Kubrick is mentioned in our full moon energy tour <laughs> That's right. as well of being accused of helping to fake the moon landing. So perhaps he's involved hey. with this as well. That's two birds with one stone, because if you have the video equipment to fake the moon landing and then you use the same stuff to make indoctrination propaganda like 2001 A Space Odyssey, that's just efficiency. You know what? Some say he was efficient. Others say he was an abusive director. (laughs) He was a monster. (laughs) Step two is the big space show in the sky. Manas predicted... A great space show with three-dimensional optical holograms, sounds, laser projections of multiple holographic images in different parts of the world, each receiving an image corresponding to the predominant religious faith. Upon seeing these religious figures in the sky, Manas predicted humanity will descend into chaos and hysteria. To calm the masses, a god voice will be projected via these satellites that will be speaking in all languages directly into the brains of everyone. Step two also is where Manas called out who is behind this, writing, Soviets, the New World Order people, have developed electronic wavelengths for every person in society and will use them for mind control. Manas wrote, It is the basic teaching of the United Nations that no one owns his or her own personality. For those who resist, Manas warns of eradication camps. To dispose of such individuals. Well, on its face, a big space show in the sky sounds like something I would absolutely buy a ticket to. I would love a laser show <laughs> that was just took up the whole sky. That would be Kenny Loggins. That'd be rad. I'd love it. <laughs> yes. This this is where things go from okay to uh huh. It seems like this would be real hard to pull off. Yeah, who's going to do what now? But again, it's anything like where any piece of information, like for instance, with the the earthquakes, even in step one, I meant to say in 2018, a small skeleton was discovered in Chile and National Geographic and Stanford uh, University were like studying it and figuring out like, oh, there were um, certain bone disorders or like um, perhaps congenital uh, growth disorders that we weren't aware of that were this old, as old as the skeleton. Well, the photograph of the skeleton, it's very small. I mean, it's a fetal skeleton from, you know, archaeological bones. And you it's so funny to me when I see this Project Bluebeam propaganda on the internet, it'll be a picture. It's like a real picture from National Geographic and be like, they're trying to tell you that this is an alien. And when you go to the National Geographic article, it does. No, they don't. <laughs> if you go to it, they say, they we think that it. this is... <laughs> Yeah, they say, and if and it's like Stanford's trying to pull one over, and you go to Stanford, and no, they don't. And it's the same with the all of this. Oh, they're going to be able to project um, images into the sky or project things into your head. You know, we have drone shows now, so you see the True. drone shows. People are like, "Oh, that's how they're going to get us." It's like, well, we know what a drone is. Like, we, they did it at the football game. Like, yeah. I'm not scared of it. They did it on New Year's Eve in downtown yeah. Dallas. Like, I, I, I thought it was cool. Yeah, but it's like, I'm not, if I see a big drone Jesus, I'm not going to be like, oh my God, it's, dr- Jesus came as a giant drone. drone. Jesus? <laughs> You're him, here. Gotta have a t-shirt made of drone Jesus. Drone Jesus is playing the While We Were Young Festival in Las Vegas. <laughs> it's like my favorite <laughs> pop punk band is drone Jesus. <laughs> but, for, but for real though, like we've, we see the development of technology, which is always, what gets me is that you see the conspiracy theorists go, look at this here, this video of this hologram. And then we're like, well, yeah, but I looked it up and it's not, I mean, they explain what the real thing is. So maybe, maybe, maybe uh, do, do a little more due diligence. Yeah. 
During the light show, Manas wrote that NASA and the UN will project the new messiah, Maitreya, who will immediately implement the new world order religion. The holograms will project from satellites 60 miles into the atmosphere's sodium layer. The blue beam from which the project derives its name are blue tractor beams that will be used to lift up an enormous number of people as in a rapture and whisk the entire group into a never-never land. Manas wrote that those left will watch as images of Jesus, Muhammad, Buddha, Krishna, and other religious icons merge into one new messiah. The resulting aftermath of those who choose to adopt this new religion and those who refuse will end in a large-scale war. Um, I looked through the book, and I, I never got clarification on Off to Never Neverland. And when I Googled it, it was Metallica lyrics. So I don't, we're, I don't know what he's Maybe we're, we're going to Metallica or Peter Pan. One of those. <laughs> one of them, something. <laughs> I don't, I'm going to pick Peter Pan. Yeah. Metallica is more awesome and hardcore sounding, but Never Neverland would actually sound like kind of a nice place. Yeah. Except for the pirate chasing you around. I'd like to go hang out with Tinkerbell and the the Lost Boys and just chill yeah right around on a pirate ship it'd be so fun but yeah i guess the idea is that certain people will get sucked up so that you it makes you believe like oh it must be real religion is real because these people got raptured and we all thought it was christianity the whole time but it's this mega golden corral smorgasbord religion called matreya and it was all the same person the whole time and if you're left on earth and you don't get sucked up then you got a choice are you going to be a follower are you going to be a rebel and then we have, I guess, a civil war of sorts between those two groups. Pretty much. And I think it's interesting you see in a lot of conspiracy theories, this one and QAnon, where you position yourself as the believer, you're positioning yourself as the fighter, as the rebel, the resistor. I'm what's standing up. It's it, To me, a lot of times it's ego-driven, where it's like, I'm the hero in this story. Because if you're the educated, you're better than the masses, you're smarter than the masses, and you're sh- tougher because you're going to be on the right side of things and fight this new fake messiah. So did Manast believe this? Did he believe this and he thought he was going to be one to be raptured? I think the rapture is really just those people are kind of um, pawns. Mm. It's really they're just being sucked up. Never Neverland, I think, is either an uh, maybe a way to say they were going to be killed or just put somewhere in a camp or something somewhere. But I think the idea is to say the religion was real now you may have called me jesus they call me buddha and they call me krishna but i'm all the same thing and i'm matreya and watch me the chosen ones get sucked up and so some people get sucked up but they're not really getting like rapture they're they're just used as pawns to make this all seem more believable but the government is the one sucking them up the new world order hmm the un and nasa (laughs) they're best friends what a team Step three is telepathic electronic two-way communication. According to Manast, this will be used for mind control, supported by propaganda in advertising, television, modern education, and various types of social pressure. Manast warned, if people do not believe this kind of technology is possible or that it is science fiction, those people put themselves in great jeopardy because on the night when the new Messiah will be presented to the world, they will not be prepared. And I wonder if in, you're writing this in 1994, 
if you have any sort of inkling about the development of technology, this is some of this stuff is real. Mm -hmm. I mean, MIT and Google have come up with the alter ego thing, you know, we'll talk about later, but there's certain ways to transmit ideas or to see using fMRI data, you can read someone's mind based on the the neurological response. So in the 1990s, you, if you told somebody that was possible, it's such a leap from 1994 to present to be like, oh, my God, they could do what? And just imagine now to 2050 what they're going to be able to do. It's going to, like, blow our minds. It's but it. I think about that often. Right? It's crazy. Oh, like that, this flying car is throwing me, dude. <laughs> I want one, but I don't. But I do. But I don't. I don't <laughs> want it. But I want one. Yeah. I. Uh, somebody else is going to have to drive. Well, but see, like, then it's like – I don't even want to walk outside because what if a car just falls out of the Shoot. sky onto, onto my head? Yeah, you can't you can't get out of the way fast enough. Gravity's real fast. You don't you don't even know it's coming until it's too late. Too late. The fourth and final step is universal supernatural manifestations via electronics. Manas wrote that the NWO will trick mankind to believe that a UFO invasion is coming, spreading high-frequency waves over the Earth in abundance, putting integrated chips on every individual. First, we will be made to believe extraterrestrials have arrived. Then, we will be told the rapture is imminent. This final step is... A mixture of electronic and supernatural forces. The waves used at the time will allow supernatural forces to travel through optical fiber coaxial TV cables, electrical and phone lines, in order to penetrate everyone at once through major appliances. Embedded chips will already be in place. He's like, everybody, in the when this happens, everyone will have cable television, and that's how the electricity will go through. And it's like, I have some bad news. <laughs> Yeah, most people have gotten away from cable, Manast. Are you going to come through my streaming service? <laughs> Netflix? Are you coming through Netflix, Hulu, Voodoo? Guess. Oh, man, maybe that's what's going on with your Netflix account. Guess what happened again today? It did not get hacked for a third time. Yeah, I canceled the whole thing. I said, cancel it. Delete. I don't care about my watch history. I'm mutually assured destruction for those of you who just tuning in. I have had my Netflix stolen three times in three weeks. Is it the same person again? I think so. Otherwise, how would they have known my email? I switched to a whole different email, but Paris's theory was that they were logged in somewhere else. I said, I want to have a true crime documentary where I figure out who stole my Netflix, and then it can air on Netflix. <laughs> That's my pitch. Netflix, if you're listening. They're listening. That's what it is. is the fucking Serge Manasse. Serge Manasse is taking over my Netflix, trying to brainwash me. I think Netflix is always listening, so... Maybe this time it'll help us out a little bit. If you're listening, maybe in, improve security and add two-factor authentication <laughs> and don't let people change your email just on a whim. That's my suggestion. Just a, just an idea. It has but been a bitch for you to deal with. I just wanted to download shows and watch them <laughs> on the airplane. <laughs> and I was like, Come on. You were walking around the airport with your laptop open in one hand, pulling your suitcase with the other. Like, yeah. Through I was in a live chat to the to the point where a man goes, "You're really playing with fire there." And yeah, he's like, "You're gonna drop that laptop." And I said, "Why don't you worry about yourself?" <laughs> and like two seconds later, someone ran up and said, "Sir, you left your boarding pass and your license at the counter. Here you go." <laughs> and then he walked off and was like, "Oh, thanks." And I was like, "Worry about I yourself." I will reiterate <laughs> what I said. <laughs> Magic business because I was it. it I was not in the way. I was also watching. I was just waiting for the person to write me back. I just couldn't close my laptop. Mm -hmm. You motherfuckers. Anyway, I digress. Uh <laughs> it's been stolen again. 
my I think that something's coming through the wires and the something is hackers. <laughs> I mean, I feel like there's a lot of stuff that's you can cherry pick from his things like, yeah, these things sound a bit unhinged, but a lot of this has happened or is currently happening. Right? That's how like the it's easy to believe this because there are parts of it that mm-hmm. are true or have come true since he wrote this, certainly. Yeah. And so then it does seem like you're some sort of a prophet. Yeah. Nobody focuses on all the stuff that you said that didn't come true. It's like, oh, yeah. well, he said this about aliens coming out in the news and look what's happening now. They're like, Nostradamus said that at this and this time and date that this plague will happen. And that was COVID. It's like, well, he also said a lot of other shit would happen that never did. And also, like... They don't really give dates. So eventually, I mean, you write something in 1994, in 2023, well, good for you. It finally happened. (laughs) It's not like it happened the next day from when your article ran out. I'm going to tell you all, eventually, eventually, we're not going to need phones because we're going to have a single wearable device that's integrated to everything. And it's like, yeah, I mean, eventually. Yeah, probably. Eventually, we will. Mark my words, this year of 2023, I made the prediction. (laughs) Sinister Hood will be right back. Incidents from Roswell to the 2023 weather balloon incident have all been linked to the top secret government plan, with events long ago meant to plant the seeds that extraterrestrial contact is possible. Even Manasse's own death became part of the lore. According to his book, He died of a heart attack in his home in December 1996 at age 51, the day after being arrested and spending a night in jail under very strange and suspicious conditions. Though on the very next page, it states he died at age 46. Yeah, that's when I was, it was literally the next page. I was like, wait, what? Did no one check this? (laughs) Nah, based on the typos, no one did check it. (laughs) It's also an easy thing to figure out because you know his birthday and you know when he died. When somebody was born, yeah, for sure. (laughs) In a video posted in May 2023, the conspiracy YouTuber Michael Sala interviewed former FBI agent John DeSalza about Project Bluebeam. Sala asked whether, given the timing of Manasse's death just a year or so after publication of the book, it would be safe to assume that Manasse was taken out by the CIA using a heart attack-inducing weapon. DeSalza replied... Whenever you have bad actors involved, you know, in their interest in something that's going on, like the book that was written by Serge Manast, then you should always assume they had something to do with it until it was proven otherwise, because their interest in this is too heavy to ignore. Which is my favorite part, is it without hesitation? He's like, he's like yeah, they did it, for and sure. He's like, unless they prove otherwise, you should assume that it was a conspiracy. Yeah, you should assume the CIA killed you unless it can be proven otherwise (laughs) immediately this was a two hour almost interview that i think i got about an hour into and i was doing the envelopes on patreon i was like drawing the ghosts on the back of the envelopes during this and i just kept looking up going what did you just say because it's just but this guy john d'souza or john d'souza he used to be an fbi agent and now is on the conspiracy circuit. And then, of course, you find their social media and it's like a hop, skip, and a jump to, again, anti-Semitic conspiracies being shared or COVID uh, truther kind of conspiracies being shared. 
But it's so it shouldn't surprise, you know, everybody kind of wades into this pool and the people that are interested in your blue beam stuff are kind of interested in some other stuff. And I wonder if you kind of go, okay, well, I subscribe to all of this Mm -hmm. because my audience does or if you uh, really just believe that. But he claims to be the inspiration for season one of The X-Files. He claims that his FBI cases that he worked on as an agent, that he's the inspiration. I couldn't find anything except for him saying that and other people (laughs) introducing him on interviews with him where clearly he's given them biographical talking points talking points but if anybody knows anybody at (laughs) x-files i'd be really curious anybody knows really was jillian anderson or david Kevney. first of all please how have you not already told us that (laughs) please put us in touch though manas book was published in 1994 the theory remained present in online conspiracy spaces often being brought up in tandem with technological advances or world news events that seemed to play into its predictions. One of the biggest causes for resurgence was the COVID-19 pandemic. Manast warned that as part of step three of the plan, the Antichrist would use the method of epidemics for establishing control over humans in the final phase. Manast also warned that the government would put integrated chips on every individual. When the vaccine for COVID-19 was made available, conspiracy theorists pointed to this push for inoculation as all part of the plan, either to further the spread of disease for greater control or implanting chips into human bodies. And that's the other thing is if, you know, the assumption is that we're getting chipped like dogs, the needle would have to be a little bigger. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm I trying to think if I've seen the, the when they've chipped my dogs what they it's use. It's the size of a grain of rice is what I'm told and what it looks like. The little the, chip I is. Mean, I'm sure we have veterinarians and vet techs and folks that – but I would imagine that um, – yeah, the chip never made sense to me. The chip and the vaccine, I'll just, it's a hot take, I know, but it just didn't make <laughs> sense to me that, especially given the, um, when you went down to get the vaccine, it, as organized as it was insofar as making sure, you know, you get your card and they sign it and stuff, but it's not like they were like, okay, I'm going to, um, let me scan your information into this computer and then I'm going to scan this vaccine so I know which, vi-, you know what I mean? I yeah. would be like, some, there's got to be a home, like, isn't that what it's called? Um, get home or at home like the dog oh at home yeah something there's gotta be like a database somewhere maybe and there probably is but i don't think it's from the vaccine but i mean yeah we if you have a social security number if you've ever paid taxes if you've gone to the dmv or any kind of government id like your information is somewhere you've been to a hospital True. I mean, you have the Facebook, the internet. Yeah, anything. Like Unless your you phone. live in the forest off the grid completely. And even then, they still know you're there. They got Google Google uh, Maps, you know, where you can just look down, see where everybody is, Google Earth. Right. I was thinking that about Google Earth. I was like, couldn't you now map things with drones? Like, whereas before it'd have to be a car drive through and take pictures of things. Now you can map so much more because you have drones to do it. But anyhow, all that to say is this idea that, oh, COVID, you could see this spike in the phrase blue beam, both in 2009 when we had kind of the swine flu, bird flu, and people were concerned about that. That was pointed to as NWO. And then, of course, COVID. The I mean, that was like... First to the races, the people that have been saying, like, they're going to do it. Mm -hmm. They're doing it now. That was it was like the day it was there. That's the danger with these things is when you get that validation of such a fringe belief, then it just 
solidifies it that much more and you dig in that much. You know what? I mean, you're even more of a believer. Right. It's not just, oh, well, that could be coincidental or, oh, that Mm -hmm. could be. And I'm all for it. Like I said, every single thing I looked up for this, especially the stuff that was perpetuating Project Bluebeam purporting to use real events. I'm like, well, let me just on my own go and find this Stanford University research or let me go on my own and find this. Like I watched a clip on Twitter and it was Maria Bartiromo, which I have a question of what happened to her because she used to be on CNBC and which a reputable network. And she left CNBC and she's on Fox Business, which sometimes depending on who you're watching can be. And I was watching a clip from her and she's like, everyone should be taking ivermectin, ivermectin for COVID. Like, I don't know why. And I was like, in my head, I'm like, didn't we settle that? Like, that wasn't, I I don't stay super up to date on it. But she's like, the FDA just came out and said, it's fine to take ivermectin. It's totally fine. Mm. And they just said it. Mm. And I thought, well, I'll take about two seconds and Google it. Mm -hmm. And there's like, there was an appellate decision about whether a pharmacy has to fill a prescription, which is a whole separate issue. But at no point anywhere, and in fact, I found multiple other journalistic out. Uh, outlets saying at no point did they ever say this was fine for that. So it's just interesting to me how you have news anchors going on just saying whatever yeah. that plays into this conspiracy. Of course, if you're a person on the internet, you're like, see, I told you the news is saying it. And you the don't news. fact check it. And it's Mm-mm. an echo chamber in this bubble where you just, you know, your th- thoughts and theories get revalidated over and over. And it's total fake news and it's dangerous because then Mm -hmm. those same people share it and then it gets shared and shared and shared and then all of a sudden everybody's like believes it as fact when if you took a couple minutes just to like hmm is that true you would learn like no it's not but also i think people that do believe those things they're the way they google that probably is going to be different than how you go google it right when you think too like do you even want to google it if you believe something Mm -hmm. and now you're being validated it's again it's back to that ego of i feel so good about this i love being proven wrong i love to be corrected because i like to learn but a lot of people don't give a fuck about that they want to feel good and they they only want to feel good by being told they're right and told they're smart you also love to be right though Oh, I love to be right. God damn it. I love to be right. But I love to learn stuff. And I, I yeah. really do. And then when I'm being hypocritical, I'll, I'll laugh like I was I was trying to text and drive. And Paris goes, what are you doing? You bitch at me all the time about not texting and driving. And I said, but it was an emergency right now. And he goes and just was like, it was what? And I said, OK, yeah, you're right. You're right. And it wasn't in a mean way, but it was like, really? Like, really? So I, I'm fine. And I laughed and I said, yeah, you're right. I'm a hypocrite. Totally. I'm a hypocrite. Like we all are. Right. But in this kind of situation, it's dangerous when that um, echo chamber, like you said, it perpetuates something that could be dangerous, could hurt somebody mm-hmm. and hurts the people overall, especially if it's rooted in like them. Yeah. When new technology emerges, those who believe in Project Bluebeam often find ways to integrate it into their understanding of the conspiracy theory. Recently, a video went viral online showing the Al-Habtur Tower in Dubai, now the world's largest residential tower, surrounded by humpback whales floating through the sky. The footage is blurry in most versions shared on TikTok and YouTube, often shared with the hashtag Project Bluebeam or some mention of the conspiracy in the comments. However, the original can be found on the real estate developer's YouTube and Instagram feeds. That version is in high resolution, clearly showing the whales are computer-generated in post-production, advertising the grand opening. Some commenters, however, were not convinced, arguing that 
Now you can see how easy it would be to deceive people about aliens, the second coming, etc. When another user asked whether it was holograms or CGI, the reply came back, It's Project Bluebeam. I, the whales do look cool. I got it. It's amazing. It's great marketing. It's amazing. And I, when I first saw it, I was like, that's holograms. Like they are, I think I told you about it. I was like, there's whales in the sky. It's amazing. And it was the blurry TikTok version. But when we're writing the episode, because I don't want to mislead our listeners, I was like, I got to really look, what is this? Where is this tower? And I found the high res and I showed it to Paris. He was like, oh yeah, that's Adobe After Effects. That's awesome. They did a great job. (laughs) I mean, he's like, it's not like a million dollar project, but like, it looks pretty good. And I was like, oh, so it's not holograms. He's like, no, here's how you can tell. It's still like... It's believable. It's still fake, though. Yeah, I mean, it's not. So anyone watching that that wants to believe something like this could easily draw the conclusion of, one, either the the whales have finally done it. They've learned how to fly. Everybody. (laughs) They're coming for us. You thought it was going to be the cars that got you. What's worse than a car falling out of the sky? A humpback whale. Yeah, we went from, I was thinking like an anvil, like on Looney Tunes. And I was like, an anvil would be bad. A car would be worse. And there's nothing like a humpback. <laughs> that will, that'll do some damage. Done so. It's, it's going to do some damage to your roof. You're going to need a new roof. That thing falls on you. <laughs> You're going to have to make a claim with your insurance. All right. <laughs> Tell them a goddamn whale got you. They're like, again? Another like, one. Yeah, they're all over. Their <laughs> sky is lousy with them. I can't drive <laughs> anywhere. I'm late to work constantly because the fucking <laughs> whales are just swimming all over the sky. It's like you go through a train crossing. It's like I had a whale crossing. <laughs> I had to wait for the whale to move. <laughs> but but I mean, like I said, I will be the first to admit when I looked at saw this on TikTok, I was like, oh my god, they can do amazing things with holograms, which they probably given drones and the projection and lights someday we'll probably be able to do something like that it's just not now and b also we know like we know they're going to be able to do it so just a psa if jesus or buddha mm-hmm. or muhammad show up in the sky look around and see if it's drones because it's probably drones i mean if they can do tupac they can do jesus you know what right. i mean if oh, kanye yeah. can get Selena. a hologram of Robert Kardashian Sr., and you, which is awesome, but also Bananas. scary that that is even possible. That mm-hmm. using his words and and stuff that he said on video and audio and everything, that they could combine like a whole conversation as if he's speaking to Kim and everyone in real time. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. In, in Dubai, they have that similar technology, and it's kind of uh, just. I would say era-wise, it was a guy that was kind of famous around the same time as Elvis that is a super beloved singer. And they have a, essentially like you would go to a Las Vegas residency, but he's been dead since 1977. And you watch a whole concert and it's a full real band, real dancers, but the main guy is a hologram. And with that new technology, you see it all the time on TikTok and Instagram where someone will say, oh, it's Johnny Cash singing, you know, Lose Yourself by Eminem or whatever, Mm -hmm. where they can get the voice to sound like it. You could have an Elvis concert where he sings the whole set list from the Eras tour. Like you would just. Don't do it. Don't do it. (laughs) But I think that that is the future of. And when I worked in uh, M&A, one of the businesses that, you know, is an evaluate a business we evaluated was like this business that does these projections, like these kind of whole, like the Las Vegas sphere type of projections. Mm-hmm. And I remember doing due diligence and that the deal didn't end up going through and it was a whole thing. But 
just me reading about it, I was like, this is a goddamn game changer. Yeah. But they used, they said basically you could feel like you were at the last Beatles concert or like a Rolling Stone, like a Queen concert. Which would be incredible. Would, yeah. You just have to remember. It ain't real. With good comes bad. Right? If your favorite celebrity can sing any song you want, beware if a deity of your choice is saying anything that you think you might want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sinister Hood will be right back. Along with recent congressional footage, archive footage has gone viral in connection with the theory. A clip of Ronald Reagan being used as evidence of the plot shows him saying, I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. (laughs) I didn't work as hard on Ronald Reagan as I did on Stephen King. I don't think you ever had to do him before, and I, that's not what I was. I don't know what I was expecting. Um, the Gipper. That's how I always think of him. Is like, oh, yeah. Not, he sound now. He sounds like Bob Dylan. I'm veering into Bob Dylan. <laughs> he's, in he has a very nasally kind yeah. of tense sound to him. He's always seems tense. I up. think. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Yeah. A little closed mouth. Following that with, perhaps we need some outside universal threat to make us recognize this common bond. <laughs> it also sounds like your alien voice. <laughs> Ronald Reagan's an alien this whole time. That's why he's I into this. I just wish my That's... wife would stop. Yeah, yeah. I wish I wish my wife would stop sucking so much dong all over the place. <laughs> Y'all don't know Nancy Reagan was known. Just typing Nancy Reagan for sucking the D. She loves the D. Slotted on the knob like a cord on the cob. I'm not shaming. No shame, by the way. No, get it, girl. Fuck but yeah. when we're you're watching that docu series and they keep showing clips and she's just like. <laughs> I'm like, she's giving him eyes. Like, you now you look at pictures differently. But you got it. It's just you wonder. Speaking of conspiracy theories. <laughs> Believers point to this as evidence of the NWO's dastardly plan hiding in plain sight. And yeah, you definitely see if you search Project Bluebeam or the you're in that kind of algorithm, this clip and a couple other clips from different. Um, I think there's a George H.W. Bush quote and stuff is pointed to as like, look, they were trying to prepare us and let us know in advance. If you think everything about Project Bluebeam sounds like something out of a sci-fi novel, you'd be right. Best known for producing and creating Star Trek, the original series, and the spinoff series, Star Trek The Next Generation, Gene Roddenberry is considered a master of the sci-fi genre. However, one of his projects was never released. Titled The God Thing, Roddenberry wrote the script with the intention of it being the first Star Trek movie. While the movie execs decided not to greenlight the script, some conspiracy theorists believe the plot of the film may have served as direct inspiration for Manast alien allegations. Roddenberry summarized the unreleased project in Starlog magazine. Generally, the situation is that the five-year mission is over and that it has been for some time. Most of the regular crew have been promoted and for the most part are pretty unhappy with shuffling papers and other administrative jobs. Scotty has become an alcoholic, and McCoy has given up treating human patients to become a veterinarian, loudly proclaiming animals as the only sensible patients that he's ever had. In the story, there's a threat that brings these people all back together again. Starlog also noted that. Gene said that the main thrust of the story deals with the meaning of God, and whether or not God is much more and further beyond merely some entity that visited the Garden of Eden. And yeah, it even involved, I think at one point... The plot involved um, 
a projection of what looked like Jesus or like a, a projection of multiple different types of deities. And so it's funny that he mentions, Manast mentions in Project Bluebeam, oh, Star Trek has primed the pump and or is a propaganda arm of the New World Order to get everybody ready for this. Meanwhile, this God thing idea is that, oh, to control people, we can project this deity in this image. So either he's thinking that they're trying to, oh, well, they were just trying to show us a little bit of their hand in this unpublished movie. Or others think maybe Serge Manast was like a little too inspired mm-hmm. by that Star Trek thing and thinks it's all coming to real life. Another Roddenberry creation that is eerily similar to Manas' theory comes from Star Trek The Next Generation's episode titled Devil's Do. According to Rotten Tomatoes, in the episode, Picard tries to save a terrorized planet and the Enterprise from a woman claiming to be the devil who has returned after a thousand years to claim the planet as she was promised. Well, yes, it's all sci-fi, but a lot of stuff that we all, and not maybe not all, but a large swath of the population believe it's kind of under the same veil of sci-fi, in my opinion. Well, it's, yeah, that's true, or kind of a more fantastical belief system. And I think it's difficult when you get fiction. I mean, Gene Roddenberry was a fiction writer. I mean, he made a fictional television series. He made novels. He was not a a predictor of the future you know he was writing from a place of creative inspiration it's interesting when you have someone like Serge Manasse take certain ideas and adopt them into this conspiracy theory and then try to retcon and be like well they've been trying to tell you about it see this this that's why they didn't want to produce that movie is because it was too obvious when you're starting to muddy the waters where you're claiming something is real when you're Serge Manasse and then you're utilizing these fictional elements. It's the same thing with like adrenochrome. It's like from a clockwork orange. Yeah. But people are like, Oh, Hillary Clinton sucking down adrenochrome. I'm like, it's fucking fake. It's also (laughs) Scientology. I mean, it's it's literally a sci-fi novel, you know, like uh, comic books. So yeah, but it's wild to me to be like, Oh, well, adrenochrome, that's, real because i read it in x and you're like it's no it's from a clockwork orange Mm -hmm. you're like all of this stuff that serge manast is putting out there is from a mixture of like old anti-semitic shit from like the 20s and then star trek he's just stealing shit from star trek and i think when you do that you can use it to your advantage on either end of the spectrum like you either Mm -hmm. say see i told you and this is their way of kind of like see it testing the masses of how it's gonna go or you're like, well, I was right all along. Look what mm-hmm. they look what they did now. They're hiding in plain sight mm-hmm. this whole time. And it's like, yeah, that's a really great way to hedge your bets. <laughs> One of the major dangers of New World Order conspiracies is their perpetuation of longstanding anti-Semitic sentiments. When asked and others who peddle the New World Order conspiracy often cite to the protocols of the elders of Zion, a piece that the Holocaust Encyclopedia calls the most notorious and widely distributed anti-Semitic publication of modern times. Written and distributed in Russia in the early 1900s, the 24-chapter document serves to blame Jews for all of humanity's ills. Though the piece was exposed as a work of fiction two decades after its publication, for over a hundred years, conspiracy theorists have clung to the clandestine operations included in the protocols. The document is cited as evidence of a so-called cabal of rich and powerful people 
hell-bent on controlling all of humanity. And it inspired people like Tex Mars, who sadly is from Texas, and we do not claim him, despite his name, who created this book that I ended up getting a copy of for I knew what it was called the Codex Magica. And in it is, it's actually quite funny, but it's super, it's funny on the one hand, but extremely, extremely sad on the other hand, because there's pictures of like Martin Short and Stephen King that are like regular ass publicity photos. And they're like, look how their hands are positioned. They are showing you the devil in their hands. That's why, because they're a part of the satanic cabal with the New World Order. And you know who they really are, Mm -hmm. the New World Order. And really now the internet is like a digital version of that book but in the past it was just a book and now it's a bunch of people sharing like kim kardashian and Mm -hmm. is part of lady satanic whatever yeah lady gaga was in this interview and she put her hand up over her left eye so that must mean that she's in the illuminati like Mm -hmm. or she couldn't see the teleprompter or whatever else she's supposed to be looking (laughs) at or the light was in her eye i don't i mean it's, it's always funny. It's, it's the jump. extreme. It's, it's like yeah. the, that FBI agent who was like, well, until they prove it mm-hmm. wasn't a satanic symbol, you should always assume everything Lady Gaga does is from the devil. Yeah. And it's like, well, Chromatica fucking rocked. So he'll say, <laughs> I don't know. Fucking rocked. Part of what makes this series believable is its creator's mention of real world technology. In his book, Manas details technology such as a weapon that can induce heart attacks a device to project audio directly into the human head, and extremely low-frequency pulse devices designed to mentally torture people from a distance. While these may sound like the work of James Bond or Mission Impossible, they're very real and very possible. Footage from a 1975 congressional hearing confirms the CIA did have a heart attack gun back then, though it worked via a dissolvable poison dart. And that's the stuff is out there. It's not like oh, oh we yeah. have it. They have a heart it's attack gun you've never even heard of. It's like there's a congressional hearing where they talk about how it works. I think everyone in the CIA, upon ad- getting admitted, is handed a, a heart attack gun. There's a clip I saw where one of the I think it was a senator. He was holding it too loose. I was like, don't let him have that. <laughs> Put it down. Just waving it around. <laughs> See, it can't even do anything. That's fine. <laughs> He's gonna shoot himself in the leg. Uh, but yeah, so it's like you say that of like, well, Serge Manass probably was he had. Had a heart attack allegedly but it was probably the cia it's like well it could have been have i mean assume. it is it is weird the the day after you're arrested you could also say the stress of being arrested on an already perhaps weak heart is is what finally did it for him right if you spend all your time like ah there's the goddamn raptures coming you might be on a little on edge your blood pressure is probably pretty high Similarly, technology does exist that allows for mind reading and projecting sound into the human brain. At MIT, researchers have developed a device called Alter Ego. Their project website describes it as a non-invasive wearable peripheral neural interface that allows humans to converse in natural language with machines, artificial intelligence assistants, services, and other people without any voice without opening their mouth, and without externally observable movements, simply by articulating words internally. The device will be a huge leap in communication for people with diseases like ALS that rob them of their ability to communicate. However, the existence of the technology and its mention alongside the conspiracy plays into the belief that the secret project is all too real. 
And we have seen a development in technology with the, I think it's at, was at the World Economic Forum. And there's new technology that's similar to this. And it was tested in a school in China for a while where it's bands that you can wear on your head that do monitor brain waves and can monitor attention, can monitor heart rate, can monitor, you know, nerves or sleepiness or whatever. But there are external things that the technology is not like an itty bitty tiny microchip. And it may be in 20 to 50 years. Maybe it is. I don't know. But right now it looks like a like you've, you've got like a headband, like a yeah. thick ass headband on. I imagine there's some external factors that they don't know about yet that can affect what the readings may be. Yeah, true. That too. And it's like, it's all sort of being tested. But anytime this news comes out, you'll see it shared. And it's like, it's another piece of Project Blue Beam. Another piece of the puzzle's falling into place. It's a piece of something. Right? I don't know if it's Project Bluebeam, but, you know, I mean, I think China's got their finger on the pulse of technology. Oh, yeah. There's a PBS Frontline I would recommend everybody to watch that's about the development of AI and the rapid and expansion of AI technology, specifically in China, because a few years ago, they just made a declaration, we're going to invest so much money and we want to catch up to the US. I think it was by 2025 and surpassed by 2030. And I mean, they're with everybody over there, you just like in certain places, you just pay with it's your face or your hand or whatever. And so we see some adoption of that technology at a slower pace in the United States. It's, I think it's a great thing to stay on the cutting edge of technology as far as inform yourself, you know, keep in mind, but maybe don't just immediately panic every time you see it and be like, this is how they're going to get us. Right. And also, I don't know that those people have a choice. Certainly. In yeah. And some, yeah, I don't know that you get to vote and say, I don't really, no, thank you. It's yeah. like, well, we don't do debit cards anymore now. So it's if like, you want okay. to groceries, you're forced into it. Right. Sinister Hood will be right back. So how can we tell the difference between a real conspiracy and a made-up conspiracy theory? Researchers at UCLA are working to understand just that. They used machine learning and data analysis of online conspiracies to unwrap what makes a conspiracy theory spread so quickly. Their research concluded... Narrative structures around conspiracy theories tend to build and become stable quickly, while narrative frameworks around actual conspiracies can take years to emerge. Oftentimes, conspiracy theories come from a single source of information. In the case of a conspiracy theory like Pizzagate, in which Hillary Clinton and powerful elites were accused of trafficking children, all information was derived from the 2016 email dump on WikiLeaks. Absent the information in those emails, UCLA found there would be no theory. However, for actual proven conspiracies, the opposite is true. They develop over longer periods of time with a variety of sources. The study used Bridgegate as an example, referring to a time when Chris Christie's political allies closed a public bridge because of a personal vendetta. That story was revealed over the course of five years and involved many different sources. I thought this was really interesting and it seems elementary, but I didn't know it until I read this UCLA study that, yeah, you see, it's like Pizzagate came out of nowhere. And mm -hmm. within like a month, it was, we have every answer we know, we know. And when you really try to tease back who knows what and from where it all came back to an interpretation, not even like verbatim stuff in emails. It was how people online had painted and interpreted these emails versus a real thing where it's like, we think this bridge got closed and caused this huge thing but we don't know how and why. And then you get, okay, we have an on-the-record interview here. We have public records here. Okay, we FOIA'd their emails here. Okay, now we can put it all together. Well, yeah, it takes five years. And 
somebody that wants that dopamine, like, mm-hmm. oh my God, my conspiracy, they're going to be like, that's boring. I don't care about that because there's too many moving parts and there's too much to it. I want the, st- the story. The well, immediate Star Trek. It's also that immediate gratification. Nobody oh, wants yes. to wait five years to find out if they were right or not, you know? No, no. But that's, those are when. There's truth to it and you can believe it. And you're like, oh, yeah, we have an actual email saying, hey, this guy fucked up my meatball sub. I want the bridge closed so he can't get by. Right. And then it's like, all right, well, I guess he really did do it. This guy, I got I got beef with Chris Christie because he spells his last name like my name. And it's the worst <laughs> thing that's ever happened in my name. <laughs> Even though we would all love to hear President Christie, but only in regards to you, <laughs> yes. we wouldn't want to hear it just because it was him. Mm-mm. But no, I, th- I agree, too, is like that instant gratification. And also, too, being able to participate that if Bridgegate's getting uncovered by journalists, I think people have now gotten, if you're getting the information you don't necessarily want to hear from journalists, you're like, the mainstream media doesn't know what it's talking mm-hmm. about. And you might be more excited about Pizzagate where it's a bunch of people on 4chan getting together, sharing what they think this email means, maybe. And if you go, I think it means this, and you have a bunch of comment, you know, anonymous commenters going, yeah, you're right. I didn't even notice that. You're so great. Then suddenly that's going to be a well that you're going to go back to Mm -hmm. and go back to. It's also, I mean, fun for a lot of people. It's thrilling. It's exciting. Yeah. And I mean, Chris Christie having a bridge closed versus... Hillary Clinton is trafficking children and it's all happening in the basement of this pizza place. I mean, that's a huge, like, sensational story that's everybody's going to be interested in. A bridge, eh, it's kind of, it pales in comparison. Oh, certainly. And it's always juicier in the Mm -hmm. conspiracy theory versus like, this is a conspiracy that happened. Or, you know, if we're worried about, oh, there is a sex crime going on and it's this, there, uh, this Hillary Clinton's getting the adrenochrome and da 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 versus like Harvey Weinstein. There was yeah. a lot of sex crimes going on for sure. And it took Ronan Farrow. It took journalists. It took victims, survivors coming forward and getting their story straight, getting it all together. And that's when you say we have uncovered a massive conspiracy, not Serge Manasse is going wild at his typewriter because he watched a documentary about Star Trek movie that never got made. Mm-hmm. And too, with things like Weinstein, that took so long to finally come to light. And mm-hmm. sadly, when things do take that long, yes, they're more credible. But at the same time, so many more people get hurt because right. he's out there able to do it. Things like this, where it is just this flash in the pan, like this is the thing that's happening this week. Isn't this totally crazy? And mm-hmm. then- After a few months, kind of everybody's moved on to something else. Yes, it still comes up, but now it's more poking fun and memes. And while there are still people that believe Mm -hmm. it, but it's morphed more into QAnon now. Yeah, and it gets and it's interesting to see how Pizzagate got wrapped up into QAnon and how so many things now are getting sort of swept into Project Bluebeam. That if there's mm-hmm. anything that has to do with extraterrestrials, aliens, technology, whatever, it's like, oh well, that's Project Bluebeam again. It's Bluebeam again. You know there what it is. I think it is too. They people have all of these fringe beliefs and whatever current conspiracy theory can validate those is kind of where they start to lean to. So Pizzagate, you're like, oh yeah, well we knew, you know, and then it's like, well, of course she's dishonest with her emails. We all remember what Pizzagate, how she's, you know, trafficking these children and stuff. So now we're like 
veering into more QAnon stuff. And now with all the alien stuff coming out, it's like, see, this is just Project Bluebeam. So you cherry pick whatever your kind of flavor of the week is with your conspiracy theory based on what the media is saying. Yeah, and you see real news and, again, running to a corner of the Internet and being able to go, hey, this Stanford University said they found this skeleton. And you have people who are willing to say, well, they they want you to think it's an alien, but it's really all part of Project Blue Beam. Mm -hmm. And, again, you start to pull a thread and then you feel really excited and you go, oh, my God, I knew they were hiding something. Mm -hmm. So you're already predisposed to believing it. Yeah, it's a dangerous thing if you don't take a step back and say – I'm going to look this up myself, which I have full respect for. If you want to look at something and go, like, I love a video on TikTok that might be a conspiracy, but what do I do? I pause it, and then I go and really look it up, and then I go to the comments and see a bunch of people going, this is right. I knew it. And I'm like, oh, no. Do Mm -hmm. I need to do at this and be like, hey, this is fake. Just have some news, guys. It's (laughs) fake. Don't don't come at me. I don't have the – my thin – my skin is not thick enough to do at anything (laughs) On TikTok. <laughs> right? That's why I've, after we covered that on Patreon, that person that was given such abhorrent legal news, I thought, I think I'm going to start duetting bad legal and financial advice on here. And then I thought, I don't want to get cyberbullied. I don't no, know. <laughs> it's, I've recently read so much about cyberbullying, too, that it's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> and by that, I mean duetting on TikTok, not right. cyberbullying. Cyberbullying's for no one no, on no the one end of the that. bullying. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> Though online adherents have found ways to draw on data from other sources, the single origin for the Project Blue Book theory is Serge Manasse's razor-thin publication from 1994, which cites no other sources and only makes vague references to incidents that may be part of the plan. And, you know, we're willing to take a look and go, is this a conspiracy or a conspiracy theory? And it fits the criteria for the latter. Well, that's a nice segue into, so what do we think? Well, I want to know what you think. I'm ready. Lay it on well, me. Well, I kind of talked about it throughout, and maybe it's what I was just saying others do, but I think cherry-picking perhaps certain things of this conspiracy theory with along with the, the family that we're watching, I really think that there is a um, – core group of people that make it that are in charge of influencing those that then make decisions for a country or mm-hmm. a, a state or a nation whatever it might be and when you get down to it like this the family docu series is showing if you trace it all back like it's all traced back to religion yeah and- or like we watched god forbid mm-hmm Talking about Jerry Falwell Jr. Yes, yeah. And And, helping Trump to the White House. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, when you have people that have such, like, evangelicals have very fringe beliefs as well, and then they're in the ear of all of the people, and by all of the people, I mean all of the old white men that are making decisions for everybody, you see that it's the same decisions made time after time, and it is getting worse Like our rights have been stripped from us more in the past two years as women than in my whole life, you know, so where we should be making advancements, we're not. And when you watch something like the family and you're like, oh, it's because everything is kind of, we, we think we have control. We think we have some semblance of control in voting and stuff like that. But do we? 
have these decisions already been made long before a vote is even, you know, put to the public. And why I might sound like a tinfoil hatter as well, I I think that I've I think there's something to be said for that. I think these decisions are decided by people that are not us. And we might have I think we're given a vote to make it look like we've got control, but I think that they want us to think that we have control, but we are being controlled. And I don't think you're too far off. And and especially given, uh, like you said, watching the family and it isn't one single source. Uh, if we're comparing a conspiracy to a conspiracy theory, it is multiple sources, eyewitness and just watching every political party represented up there that it's not just Ronald Reagan and HW and then it's Clinton yeah. and then it's W it's and then both it's sides Obama of the aisle. Yeah. and then it's and then they talk about how when they have these houses that they live in together mm-hmm. with representatives and senators living together or they have these um, meetings these prayer meetings on Thursday mornings that oh well it's anybody from any side and you're right there's some sort of wheeling and dealing going on and they they sort of say well we're there for the prayer we're not there for politics and somebody else goes well, yeah, I mean, you say that. Yeah, of and, course you do. I mean, you, know. <laughs> you say a lot of stuff. You say a lot of things when you're glad handing or, you know, you make a connection. And then you, now you've met that person at the prayer breakfast that's a leader of a foreign country. And now you've got an in with them. And mm-hmm. so you can call and do some, so. It's, For business favors or whatever you yeah, might want. I yeah, feel yeah, like yeah. they weaponize religion as a way to control the masses. And it seems like this is just kind of another way of doing that. Yeah, I think so. Well, the, and, you know, Project Bluebeam, to bring it back to what we're talking about, I think, obviously, the Protocols of the Elders of Zion, it's made up anti-Semitic literature, period, full stop. Anything that talks about the New World Order that's built off of that, I would encourage you or someone you love, if you're into a conspiracy like that, take a minute because it's kind of it's anti-Semitic propaganda mm-hmm. and you might not want to be perpetuating that, you know, people you love and, and just as a good human, you probably don't want to do that. But can but, I say, can I jump in before I forget please, to please, say yeah. this? Go. That in and of itself goes back to what I was just saying. Like, where who has founded this country? Christians. So then if that's who's in the ear of everybody, mm-hmm. it's, you, it's no wonder that like the Islam religion and Judaism and everything is thought of as less than and they're othered because those people are not the ones at the prayer breakfast that are wheeling and dealing with all of these congressmen. And yeah, you're right. I think it when you see it, not just your everyday average practitioner of Christianity who follows the word of Jesus and does good works in their life, but when you see someone bastardizing the language, when you see folks in there's a a pastor that was just did an interview and it was on TikTok actually but he had just done an interview saying you know preaching sometimes saying the words of Christ someone came up to me afterwards and said you know you're pushing a lot of liberal talking points in here mm. and he said that was literally the sermon on the mount that was Jesus that was just quoting the lord mm-hmm. so and they go it's a little soft it doesn't play anymore stop saying stuff like that don't say turn the other cheek so when you see people who are are vilifying they're taking their villains that are taking what would otherwise be a very uh positive inclusive message of you know love thy neighbor turn the other mm-hmm. cheek and going that's weak shit we don't talk about they that they talk Get about the part- that in the family too of like jesus wasn't weak jesus was a real man Je- you know and they make him into this like it's like no it, what jesus was a loving and kind and forgiving person who was inclusive and tried to help everyone he met 
but you they bastardize it into something that you know just goes back to the patriarchy of like honestly men having to be these strong men that tough. never cry and yeah it's just me want war yes. me want war me it's, want fight it's all rooted in evangelical christianity and patriarchy yes and that's what it is i think that's what the that specific stripe of christianity is a white supremacist and patriarchal notion of it and just dialing it down to like prager you that's now in florida schools them saying like women girls girls you need to make sure that you take care of the home girls girls don't say you know don't be dirty don't eat junk food girls oh and well fuck off all of that <laughs> like, honestly i was watching that video going oh my god but for real so when you ask like who is in charge really we want it to be people who are serving us as a populace and i to bring it back to today and how does this relate to the family and and all this conspiracy stuff when people want to say oh the government's trying to trick us they're trying to perpetuate a fake uh, pandemic or they're trying to make it look like a fake alien invasion i think what we're hearing is the masses crying out for accountability because it feels like at least for me politicians in a lot of cases in uh the media like i said i was watching maria bartiromo who used to be a reasonable reporter saying literally a lie on the tv and i was like what mm -hmm. so i think we're all looking for some semblance of footing like we don't know what's true anymore we've had yeah. this erosion of truth over the last two years and what can we stand behind and what can we believe and i think it's like with any cult because you you run into cult-like behaviors with people that subscribe so deeply to a political or conspiracy ideology and say you should say i don't serve a single master i don't serve a single leader i don't serve a single party i serve equity and justice and truth mm -hmm. and what's fair and what's good for the goose is good for the gander. And I think that's what hopefully we're seeing now with like um, some of the indictments with former President Trump with but then also a special counsel being uh, appointed to investigate Hunter Biden. You don't want one side or the other right. not to be like, I want everybody to yeah, get looked no, into. For sure. I mean, obviously, we're very progressive liberals, but that doesn't mean that I think that people that are Democrats don't do uh, illicit things fucking all of the shit. time. Constantly, yeah. yeah. Fucking terrible stuff. No, I mean, but to your point of kind of this erosion of truth and we don't know what's real anymore, when you see these things like humpback whales being uh, flying around a, a hotel or just with the huge, like, influx of AI that we're seeing everywhere. I Deep mean- fakes. Yeah, deep fakes, like all of that stuff is possible because it's already happening. So yeah. it, it's like current. And 30 years ago, that was like the new sci-fi stuff that was going to mm -hmm. happen. So I think that there's truth to these things. I think that at some point, if not already, the government could project a Jesus type hologram into the sky to to speak to people. But what I would hope everyone remembers if and when that happens, that the humpback whales were also projected into the sky. Like, don't yes. you can't have this cognitive dissonance over, well, yeah, those were obviously fake whales, but Jesus is real. Like, you have to be able to say, well, I guess if if this was fake, then it's possible that this was fake too. Or yes. you got to believe that a bunch of whales are flying around the sky <laughs> in Dubai.
I hope it's the former and not the latter. Because if, if we said if a whale falls on you, you're donezo. You're donezo. If a um, whale falls in Dubai and nobody's around to hear it, it doesn't make a splash. It does. It does make a splash. No, I think you're right. We've. This is a great lesson to all of us to be informed and aware of what the technology is coming and not immediately panicking because I saw um, uh, a media expert predicting that a possible some type of active war could be set off by a deep fake by, yeah. you know, a, the fake video of a politician of a country declaring uh, an aggression. And then that country is targeted, even though they're they're president didn't say yeah, shit. They're like, what? I've just been mm-hmm. sitting here, you know, having my dinner and all of a sudden we're getting nuked because of this deep fake. And that stuff is scary. And also with holograms or anything, you know, I mean, who's to say that the weather balloons or the spaceships or any of those sightings are real? You know, I mean, like, mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of them are. And I have, obviously, I agree that there's life on other planets and just life that we don't even know about on our own planet. Mm-hmm. I uh, also think that the government only releases information to us of their own volition. A whistleblower situation is different, but if it benefits them. And so when something this sensational gets released, so like, yeah, we got alien bodies. I'll show them to you right now. You know, they're they're locked up over at Roswell. It's like an alien toe by three o'clock with green (laughs) nail polish on it. With nail polish. With nail polish. It's like, what do you not want us to know about and that's True. kind of the whole thing that's developed on tiktok too is these gen zers that are like oh cool aliens are real well uh i still don't have health care and i can't afford my rent so do y'all want to fix that before you just start telling me about like little gray <laughs> men that are coming to the planet once again and i don't mean to put pressure on you all but i have a feeling gen z is going to save us because to me they seem like the generation who does not have time for your shit mm-hmm. and they're like they live their life and they can acquire so much information in 90 seconds and on the flip side, disseminate so much information in 90 seconds. The efficiency with which Gen Z communicates blows my mind. I love it. And I will hope that it's only going to get more efficient as the generations go on. And in so doing, we can cut through the bullshit a lot faster. I think we're hopefully in a I don't think we're permanently in a post-truth society. I think right now we're in this nebulous. We're not Mm -hmm. quite sure how to wrangle the internet. And I feel like those who were born in it, born online and have been online their whole lives, know how to surf it and are going to go, yeah, no, no, this is what we have to do. You know how people get tricked? It's like this. We're going to pass a law. This is how this regulation is going to go. I have faith, hopefully, that Gen Z will, will push forward. But until then... I think it's also a testament to new generations of parents. Truly, because, you yeah. know, I mean, I think with each generation of of parents coming up, hopefully generational trauma and problems that we've had, that we've experienced, like we can recognize. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I know that's what me and all my friends are trying to do and like <laughs> not pass it down to our own kids. And it's super hard, but the more that we have, more woke generations coming up that are then going to raise kids like the kids Mm -hmm. of gen zers are going to be a totally different kid than the kids of baby boomers 
Exactly. Are, are you going to react to things differently yeah. and process information differently and learn differently? No, I and and hopefully for all of us, like invent things differently that yeah. we our lives, I imagine, are going to improve in such in a myriad of ways because of kids of your of Ella and Simon's generation are. I think are, they're alpha. Yeah. Well, fuck either you, alpha or on, beta. Alpha. I ain't no alpha. I'm I uh, I bow down to the the Gen Zs and the alphas. Like <laughs> I'm just ready. I have so many older adults in my life that are like um, my friends, and that we can exchange. Like you know, if they're in their 80s, I'm like, what was it like back then? Yeah. And learning from me and like exchanging information, and I love that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna be a 90 year old or a 110 year old someday. That's like, now what is this hologram? Oh you're yeah. Telling me? But uh, this all just made me think of Men in Black, and it's like one of my favorite favorite quotes from Tommy Lee Jones when he says a person is smart people are dumb panicky dangerous animals and you know it 1500 years ago everybody knew the earth was the center of the universe 500 years ago everybody knew the earth was flat and 15 minutes ago you knew that humans were alone on this planet imagine what you'll know tomorrow mm-hmm. and it's like don't be the panicky dumb animals be a person that's smart and yeah what you'll know tomorrow, it's a new information and you can be responsive to the information. Let's try not to be reactive to the information. Very well put. Yes. And for um, Manast and all the other Project Bluebeamers, there's some stuff that says you're on the right path. But I personally am not looking forward to a rapture that yeah. ends in a civil war. So that part, I hope, does not come true. If the blue light comes, I'm going to be like, I'm off to never, never land and just go out there like, take me. I'm just going to just dive right up my window and fly my ass on over to the Lost Boys Island. <laughs> well, if you like our free episodes, you'll love our Patreon bonus content. You can join for free to see what we're up to next or dive into over 500 hours of bonus content like our recent true crime headlines, where we discuss the recent high-profile case that saw a claimed forensic scientist, Dr. Henry Lee, found liable for fabricating evidence in a murder case. We also break down the timeline surrounding Carly Russell's falsified claims that she was kidnapped and assaulted. And for recent patrons, thank you so much for supporting the show, and make sure you stick around after our sign-offs to hear your shout-out. Head to Sinisterhood.com where you can click on shop on the top banner to get all your favorite Sinisterhood merch like t-shirts, mugs, totes, stickers, and even clothes for your kiddos. While you're there, you can also review the show, follow us on socials, and check out the episode description for more fun like topic-based playlists and links to live show tickets. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Sinisterhood Pod. Like us on Facebook at Sinisterhood. You can watch video versions of our Freaky Friday interviews and clips from the show on our YouTube and TikTok pages. And head over to Cameo.com where you can request a custom video shout out from us. We can say happy birthday, happy anniversary. You got this. Have a great school year. We've been doing oh, some of yeah. those for teachers. And for the teacher you love in your life, just let us know what to say and who to say it to. And we would love to deliver your message. Cameo.com and search Sinister. I will say it's also a great last minute gift. If you're like Honestly. me and you're like, oh <laughs> shit, that birthday's tomorrow. Right. It has a 24 hour turnaround right. button you can push too. But we usually, even if it's not, do them pretty quickly. But just yeah, make, yeah. You're, you're going to get <laughs> a, a, like, a days, gift, yeah. a personalized gift within like a few days. Yeah. If you have a gift for them and it won't ship on time, mm -hmm. yeah, we'll ship instantly. Yeah. Just yeah. do the 24 hour thing. We got you. We got you. <laughs> Where are you at online? 
I'm on Instagram at Christy M. Wallace and, and TikTok at Christy or GTFO. Heather? Pretty much everywhere at Heather versus the world. As always, the devil rules the airwaves. Keep it creepy. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Here are your special Patreon shoutouts. Amy. Lynn. Austin Mickey. Jenna. Shelby Strockbein, Maria Lynn. Amanda Gutierrez. And Rachel McGinnis. Thank you so much for supporting this show. We could not do this without you. We hope we pronounce your names correctly. We love you so much. Stay safe, stay healthy, and keep it creepy. Mwahaha. <laughs> Sin